ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 347th episode of the Botox Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-12 today at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. couple highlights real quickly. Uh, backup quarterback Desmond Redder took the team on four touchdown drives. He shook off an early interception and came back to play uh, some pretty good uh, functional football as the Falcons' backups played the backups of the Jacksonville Jaguars in the final exhibition game of the season. Next up for the Falcons will be the New Orleans Saints on September the 11th for some real regular season football. So today after the game, we wanted to catch up with Coach Smith. We wanted to know how the rookie did overall. Desmond Ritter making his first NFL start. Here's what Coach Smith had to say. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, that's why you need to play these guys. There's no way to, de- to develop. You can simulate things in practice. Uh, you, you teach them lessons. And sometimes you get the best thing to do is, is to go out there and play and, and work through it. You're going to find out a lot about people. First play of the game, we have one guy up front go the wrong way, and uh, he let one mistake become two, trying to play hero ball. You know, you can live to the next down. So he understood that. He didn't, he didn't pout, puts his head down, comes out the next drive. I thought he was, was very solid. Uh, you know, then we we didn't have a, you know we lost a couple situational things uh, on third down or, or didn't handle overcoming uh, a backed up on a penalty. And then uh, the last one, I wanted to launch one at, before the half. You know, he had to move in the pocket until he had to reset because I thought we had a chance with Frankie. I thought Frankie had a good move on that and thought I'd give him a chance. And into the half, you know, who cares? But there's a lot of guys that they care more about social media stats, whatever it is, and Desmond's a real football player. And you got to come out and keep swinging and keep things in perspective. So you can put the second one on me and moving, trying to, trying to get a play before the half. Now, a couple other players made it back today against the Jaguars. Cornerback Isaiah Oliver and linebacker Deion Jones have saw duty in this final exhibition game of the season. Part of those guys, you know, they're on different return to play. They're not on the same timetable. That's why every injury is different. Uh... I, I was really pleased with Isaiah. You know, sometimes it's not just a physical hurdle, it's a mental hurdle. And whether, you know, you guys may not realize it or, you know, nobody in the stands are, but Dean called the same call that Zay blitzed on and got hurt against Washington. Sometimes you need to overcome it. And when he called that, you know, I, I wanted to see Zay go back. And you basically have to face those, those fears or to know the guy's back. And so uh, we'll continue to assess, but I was very pleased with Isaiah today. Yeah, no question about it. Isaiah Oliver, nickelback, uh, on the road to recovery. Didn't talk too much about Deion Jones. He played early. Uh, then I saw him come out about midway through the second drive. So I just wanted to get him revved up a little bit. He uh, is coming back from a shoulder surgery. 
And the blitz was uh, against the Washington football team last season. Uh, slot blitz. Isaiah was coming from right to left. J.D. McKissick caught him just right. So he was about to get to the quarterback. And his knee gave way and uh, was out for the rest of the season. He's been rehabbing. He had the surgery. And uh, he made it all the way back and started uh, saw some action against Jacksonville. That was the first step. And we um, – you know, we talked to Isaiah after the game, so let's go to Isaiah and let him tell you how things went for him. Hey. How, did, how did it go out there today? Um, it felt pretty good. Just being out there, getting some plays. Because um, some, you know, games be different than practice, obviously. Um, and getting a couple tackles, that was good. Making that contact. So I felt pretty good about it. Coach said the mental uh, part was a big part too. Yeah. He said he caught the same blitz. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Probably uh, about the same spot on the field too. Uh -huh. um, so that was good. Just being able to go out there and not really thinking about it, you know, mm -hmm. just playing football. Obviously, there's still some things you got to work on, mm -hmm. get through, because, um, you know, it's not the same exact thing right now. But. Um, it felt pretty good. I, I was happy with it, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I watched uh, a couple of Chanel runs. You mm -hmm. looked good going with your two-way stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so, you said you wanted to get some action before mm -hmm. the season. How do you feel now that you got it? And yeah, no, much better, for sure. And then being able to be out there without the brace on, mm -hmm. obviously, because um, that was really the next step. Mm -hmm. um, so, I feel pretty good about it. And I'm much more confident now, I would say. Um, so, I'm, I was happy with it. All right, that was Isaiah. Oliver, Nickelback, back on the road to recovery. Now, they played the whole backup line. So that was uh, Leroy Watson, Jonathan Harrison, Ryan Nuzzo, Taylor Vrabel, and um, I'm missing the left guard. But here's Ryan Nuzzo and what he had to say after the game. Coach said News called you. He was calling on New and the crew or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it felt good out there. I mean, getting a full game under the belt and just – just playing ball with the guys. It mm -hmm. felt really good out there. And um, the run game, he was. Uh, he said uh, the run game was really running. He likes it when you got a lead, and, and the linemen love it when you just go pound the, pound the ball. Was that uh, the feeling today? Oh, yeah. We were able to, I mean, get the looks we wanted and just take advantage of them. We just, just pounded the ball. And for you, switching the center, uh, what, what has that been like, and uh, what, what were some of the challenges there? He's been talking about that a lot. Uh, it's been a little bit of a transition. I mean, having guys like Drew and Henny in front of me really helped, mm -hmm. giving me just pointers, and then just getting constant reps at it, really improving just the small things. All right, that was Ryan Nuzzo, the converted center. He's a former guard, heading up the third team and uh, full accounting. They ran it uh, 36 times for 124 yards. Kept Ritter relatively clean. I think he had two was sacked twice. So the uh, backup lineman... Uh, Actually did pretty good here in the last game. Also, they sprung uh, Caleb Huntley for 69 yards. He had 17 carries. And here's what he had to say to us after the game. Hey, uh, got, got a couple good runs in there. Yes, sir. It went pretty good. Uh, online did their job, and I just followed up. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, uh, you know, what was it like once you, you know, got into the open field? It's been so hard this season for y'all to pop some. How did it feel to pop a couple today? It felt good. Uh, you know, coach always tells us that if we just keep going with the four yards, five yards, the big ones will come. You just got to mm -hmm. be patient and let it keep happening. And um, for yourself, this competitive running back room, how do you plan to approach the next couple days? 
I know you, you know got a year in your build on the practice squad, and I know you want to break through. Um, it's just a waiting game for me. Uh, I'm just blessed to have this opportunity to be here. Mm -hmm. Whatever decision they make is going to be the best decision. Mm -hmm. uh, I know God going to work it out for me in the end. Well, right, that's Caleb Pondley. He let me know that he's from College Park, but he, uh, Riverdale Road, by the way. And, but he did have to play football at Locust Grove. But that's the tailback from Ball State. They like the way he runs, runs hard. I wonder if they're going to – he was on the practice squad all last year. And he wants to, you know, move up, of course, but he's got Quadri, Allison, and the rookie Tyler Algier in front of him. So, but you never know with the running backs. He uh, may get through uh, and back to the practice squad, and you definitely will need him at some point during the season. So, Caleb's ran hard here the last two years in the offseason. We'll see if that was enough to get him a job here or somewhere else around the league. Uh, Caleb Huntley from College Park played at Ball State. Now, uh, we were in on a little quick interview with Avery Williams. Um, we wanted to know if he's comfortable if Ritter has to take over at quarterback as the season goes on and, and progresses. Yeah, I mean, anyone that we would put out there on the field are guys that, you know, we would trust and, uh, you know, that are put in the work and prepared to, to play, you know, their best football. And we also wanted to know if he's seen Ritter grow this preseason. 100%. You know, uh, every single player on this team has grown. Um, you know, just from day one camp, you know, even the OTAs, um, you know, to where we are now. Um, a huge jump, you know, in, in every single room. So um, we're all excited. We're going to toss to the break right now. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean Breeze. Tropical Beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back here, and let's take a little deeper dive into quarterback Desmond Ritter. He started today for the first his first NFL start uh, for Marcus Mariota. The Falcons wanted him to go into the fourth quarter. He did, and, um, you know, got him a lead. Two impressive drives, a uh, 15-play, 75-yard drive, and then later on over the third period, in uh, fourth quarter, you had a 14-play, 80-yard touchdown drive. So, you know, that's being quite efficient, you know, moving the ball. Not a lot of big plays in there. Uh, some good throws mixed in. Uh, and the last drive, definitely mostly with some uh, good running plays there. The uh, first drive, he did throw uh, a good deal, had some good passes on third downs. Uh, hit Bird on one, hit Quadri Allison on a, on a screen on another. Uh, so, yeah, he they mixed it in with passing and running. Now, uh, stat-wise, Desmond's numbers, they won't bowl you over, but um, solid, respectable outing, 14 of 21 for one, 
85, one touchdown and two interceptions. His passer rating is uh, a 70.6, 70.6. So um, another thing, they ran a lot out of the pistol. So almost the whole game with the pistol and, uh, you know, some bootlegs. They had little uh, arena ball motion uh, running with it where, you know, you can you can give the dive or uh, they were given the dive, but you can fake that dive. And then roll with the uh, motion guy and, uh, you know, pitch it maybe. Maybe we'll see that at some point. But uh, they were diving to the right, spinning out to the left uh, with the motion, you know, trying to get their linebacker uh, to move out of the hole so he can't meet the, you know, the dive play. So that's that's a little smoke and, smoke and uh, mirrors type stuff they were doing out of the pistol today. I don't know if he stayed in the pistol all day because that's what they're going to run or he just wanted people to see it. But, yeah, a lot of heavy, heavy pistol action with Ritter in there at quarterback. Uh, just want to look at some stats real quick. We're going to have to dig too deep into them. we got a bunch of backups playing. A lot of these guys are going to be cut tomorrow or by, um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, that's a possibility that a lot of these guys are going to get cut. But one thing we need to look at, uh, coming off for the last couple games, and it was one of our five things to watch, uh, was the penalties. And, uh, you know, the Falcons had eight in the first game. They, uh, the Lions accepted five, had 13 for 121 against the Jets, and uh, double digits again. So we'll stay on the penalties. Ten penalties for 86 yards. We'll have to go back and break them down on uh pre-snap penalties or penalties of aggression. Uh, none of them were really costly. They were able to pay, play through most of them. But, yeah, that was one thing that um, we were looking at coming into this game was, hey, can they cut down the penalties? Because, you know, they're not good enough to um, play through those. So, you know, not not this point. Another thing here, they, they list the attendance as 65,726. I'm pretty sure that's a little bit high. Uh, they um, that that's probably tickets distributed. We didn't even hear an announcement in the press box. But that's what they have down for the attendance. And uh, yeah, let's just go over, scroll. I don't think we we want to do our whole analysis on the stats today because you know, like I said, most of these guys won't be in the league. But one thing, another thing that just jumps out on a quick review here is the time of possession: thirty-five minutes and twenty-five seconds for the Falcons. And then uh, 24 and 35 minutes for the Jaguars. So just uh, um, looking back at Ritter, wanted to just double check. Two rushes for minus one. Uh, another impressive thing, though, uh, about this game for him, you know, playing against backups, you know, got to take it with, you know, what it is. He did throw the ball to, um, it was 14 catches. And uh, I counted 11 different receivers. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 different receivers. Cameron Batson had 3 for 22. Fersker had 2 for 25. Uh, the big gainer was the Keyshawn Johnson for 25. Uh, that's the long. And a lot of guys with one catch. A lot of guys with one catch. So he did move the ball around. And, uh, you know, that's always a good thing when you can spread it around. Nobody knows who your guys are. 
Now, another thing, though, you know, going into the season, uh, we talk about Isaiah Oliver and Dion making it back. Drake London has not made it back, and we got to figure out what they're going to do with Marlon Davidson, who um, had knee surgery, maybe headed to the injured reserve. Now, Drake London, the eighth overall pick, supposed to be a big part of the passing game. He only played five plays in the exhibition season. And we know that uh, Kyle Pitts is going to be a big part of the offense. He only played under 10 plays. Cordarrelle Patterson is a big part of the offense. He only played two plays. So, you know, when they step on the field on September the 11th for the first time, you know, it's going to, it's going to be the first time that everybody's together, kind of like last year. They they play people a little bit more this year, but um, not, not enough for us old school people that want to – you know, see the timing, want to see them uh, work in unison. You know, there was a play there in the um, on the third possession where Ritter misses Demir Bird. I mean, that's timing. You got to time them deep passes up in practice. So when you get in the game, they, you know, you can adjust. But you have that base and you have that timing. And they've been trying to do all of this in practice. So if Cody Red Patterson comes to the first game and starts fumbling, it's probably because he didn't, um, you know, take any hits during the exhibition season. So, uh, you know, that's, you know, maybe, you know, there's a better way to do it. But I don't think guys get better by not playing. And so you're going to see, like, these wide swings the first four weeks of the season as guys get into football shape, get into hitting, get into used to – uh, you know, going down in the piles and all, all that kind of good stuff. So that's what we're going to look forward. Um, you know, we looked forward last year. They wasn't ready to play. They got their heads beat in by Jalen Hurst and the Eagles, 33-6. to six. It's the Saints. The Saints going to have their full attention. So uh, whatever their best come-out-the-gate effort is going to be, we're going to see that on September the 11th. So I'm thinking coaches are going to have this team ready to go, even though they didn't play the Together in the exhibition season, you know, they did a lot of practicing. But, you know, um, you know they drafted Drake London to be a big part of offense, and he, he hasn't been able to play because of the knee injury. Uh, so so we'll see. Um, but Kyle Pitts has been dominant in practice. I don't have any problems with whether he's ready or not. I just think with the running back, you want to get him hit a couple times, and uh, they didn't do that with Corderell Patterson. So, you know, um, uh, we're expecting them to keep four running backs. You can go look at um, our story online on uh, the locks, the um, people on the bubble, and the long shots. And, um, you know, we're going to be pretty close on that 53-man uh, roster. But we saw some young kids today play pretty good. The Derek Tangelo kid, uh, D-Tackle from um, Penn State, and uh, Horn, the big Horn kid, Timothy Horn. Uh, you know, some of them, uh, the backup linemen, uh, the Falcons need depth. So, you know, the more the more the merrier with regards to them needing players. So that's kind of where we are here. But um, before we get out of here, uh, this episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, let's um, hear a little bit from uh, Desmond Ritter. Want to know how he felt about his first start in the NFL. Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, off the bat wasn't the hottest start, um, you know, you could have. But, no, you know, it, I felt it went well. Um, you know, we went out there. Our, our goal was to go out there and execute, um, dominate, dominate the line of scrimmage, and, and that we did, and just keep the ball moving. Um, we still had a little little issues here and there, um, you know, when it comes to 
Um, just getting the plays going and everything, but we'll clean that up, and, you know, I think it went well. All right, yeah, and then on that ne that next drive when he came back, you know, it was a third and five. He, he got uh, got the pass out to Anthony Fersker, got the first down, then the second. Then it was a uh, third and uh, nine, I believe, from the 37. Then he picked up 12 to um, – or no, that was 17 to Demir Bird. And then on the third, third down there in the – they're in Jacksonville territory at the 46, and he throws a screen out to Quadri Allison, and he picks it up. Uh, he picks up the third down there. So those were all impressive throws uh, that kept the drive moving, and uh, you know helped him to shake off that first interception. So let's hear what Desmond Ritter had to say about his two long drives and converting on those third downs. Uh, like I said, it's just really keeping the ball moving forward um, any way possible to do that, um, whether that's running the ball, whether that's throwing the ball, whether it's a screen, it doesn't matter. Um, we want to keep the ball moving forward. So in that situation, we were able to do that, um, you know, and, you know, we, we trained to, to have those long drives and, and trained to, you know, grind down the other team, um, you know, more than we're tired. And, and that's what we did. Yep. And let's uh, check in with Desmond on the first interception on the first play of the game. First one, um, I think we had some, you know, go wrong with the line. So I had a guy on my face. Um, you know, I still thought I could have made the throw. Um, you know, throwing late over the middle probably isn't the best option. And then obviously, you know, the first play of the game, like I said, we want to get things going. Um, and so, you know, learning from that next time, you know, you know, just during it or throwing it away, um, probably a better option. But, um, you know, like you said, things sometimes just build on top of build, you know, when things go wrong. So, you know, once one thing goes wrong, um, our job as a quarterback is to not make it any worse than it already is. Um, and so, obviously, that's what I need to do better. Well, all right. Here's, uh, you know, that's Desmond Ritter, he, you know, openly discussing uh, his play there. Here's what he had to say about Nuzel and the offensive line. Oh, they did great. Um, all five of them that were in there. Um, you know, we, we obviously have been with a lot of them since rookie minicamp. Um, so it's been great that we were all able to get out there, um, and they did a heck of a job. Um, you know, those are my boys. So. All right, there's Desmond Ritter talking about his offensive lineman being his boys. One other thing I want to do before we get out of here, I do like to do the tacklers. Uh, so we, we'll go over to the tackle list real quick. Taze Tibor, the former Florida Gator, led the Falcons in tackles with six. Uh, Henry Black, another safety, led with, uh, he was second. They both were tied with six. Uh, five solos and one assist for Tabor. Four solos and two assists for Henry Black. Uh, Derek Tangelo, who I mentioned earlier, he put on quite a show with five from the defensive line position. So he was in the backfield mixing it up. He also had a sack, and he had two tackles for losses and one quarterback hit. So he, you know, he might have earned himself a job here or elsewhere. Uh, Troy Anderson had four tackles. Uh, coach said he missed uh, contain on something, and uh, he was upset with himself, but he had another pass defense. Uh, Nate Landman, he had uh, a sack. Inner interception, so that was a good deal for him. Corey Ballantyne, had, he got beat deep on one, but then he came back with an interception. You know, uh, these guys that played, I mean, I could probably, you know, Mike Ford had some good tackles. He might stick. These linemen are all, you know, they're going to try to probably get some of them back through on the practice squad. Uh, D'Angelo Malone will make it. He's second-round pick. Uh, Quentin Bell had a good account of himself. He, um... 
He blocked a punt to set up the one-yard Quadrialis and touchdown run. Uh, Arnold Bikite, he fought it hard. Saw him playing out there scrapping. Three tackles, two tackles for loss for him. So, um, you know, he'll be backing up uh, Audi Agunda J and, uh, and uh, Lorenzo Carter. So the big one was Isaiah Oliver got three tackles, you know, coming back, landed into his nickel back spot. So we did mix us in a little defense there, uh, even though, you know, you know there was some good and uh, some good stuff to happen for the Falcons in this final exhibition game. You know, Ritter and uh, the defenders there, the run game, backup linemen. Now, you know, looking ahead, uh, before we get out of here, just kind of set the table for us. Kind of like a slow week for, for us, but – not for the Falcons. They have to cut down from 80 to 53 by Tuesday at 4. And Coach Smith said that, hey, um, they're going to look at, you know, all different avenues. Uh, the football staff will on how to improve the roster. So that means they might be p- plucking players from other teams, <laughs> practice squads, or, um, you know, looking at the waiver wire, who gets cut, which veterans get cut. You know, anybody they think could come in and help them, uh, you know, the, they like the fact that you get to keep 16 guys on the practice squad. So that's a lot more a lot more jobs for, for guys that uh, uh, can come in and maybe help you out in a pinch. You'll have all kinds of uh, uh, transactions. So he guaranteed that, hey, you know, Tuesday when you cut down to 53, that, that might not be the same roster you're going to see on Thursday. Uh, people start clearing wa- waivers and – getting cut and, uh, you know, picking up veterans. So, you know, I don't know which areas they'll be most interested in, but they are all in on uh, roster elevation. You know, if they feel the player can elevate their roster and make them a better football team, then they're going to pull the trigger on that move. So with that, we're going to get out of here. We're going to thank you for listening to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Special episode here after the Jaguars went down to defeat 28-12 to the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons finished 2-1 in the exhibition season. The Jaguars 0-4. And we're off. Pointed in full direction of the regular season. Thanks for listening. Ocean Breeze. Tropical Beach. Pina Colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.